You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day for Friday, September 30th. As always, I am your host, Javier Reyes, with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always the most. Um, It's a special episode today, folks. If you're watching the YouTube, you know why. It's because I am being joined by a man who, quite frankly, does not need an introduction, right? (laughs) Honestly, honestly. He's an editor for JustBaseball.com. He's a co-host of the Just Baseball podcast, and perhaps you've heard him calling great calls and plays and action for your future favorite players over for the Indianapolis Indians, AAA affiliate of the Pittsburgh Pirates, and boyfriend to the best medical student in all the game is another point that he would probably want me to include, is Mr. Jack McMullen, my good buddy. Sir, how are you doing today? Good. I, I appreciate that you made it very obvious that I'm the beta in my relationship, which is super <laughs> important. Uh, the other thing is I poured myself a nice glass of Pinot Noir, and it's a 2019 Pinot that shows you that I am nowhere near the mm-hmm. level of income that I aspire to be very soon, um, because I hope to be drinking <laughs> 2014s or 2015s, and then we dial it back to a pre 2000 when we really make it. But for now, we have a 2019 Pinot Noir while you sip on your water. And we talked to San Diego Padres. I'm really excited that you uh, finally had me on, jerk. I know, seriously. <laughs> I know, seriously. It's, it's really rough. And for everybody wondering, Jack and I, we've been talking for a while because we both work, are a part of JustBaseball.com. And I've been saving Jack because it's funny because every time we do podcasts together or talk, it's, it's always a blast. So one day I was just like, wait a minute. The Padres are playing the Chicago White Sox team soon. They're playing them today, in fact. Uh, a big series for them, not so much for the White Sox. So I figured, hey, wait a minute. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna converse with the locked on hosts. What? Are, what, what are you joking? No, I got no beef with my guy. Uh, but yeah, I decided to have Jack on to talk about not just this upcoming series, but one of the things that I think I've tried to get across on my show, Adres, is that I think that. One thing you and I really get along and agree on is just the idea of flexibility and when you're building a team and that things can really go south. For those who are unfamiliar, also, Jack and I host for Just Baseball Media, a state of the division podcast where we talk about the AL Central. Why I talk about the AL Central, don't ask. I get bored sometimes. (laughs) But one of the things we always talk about is the Chicago White Sox are a really great example of a team that just went. Uh, it's a hundred to zero, you know, like everything seems to have completely flipped and it's not desolation Rockies territory, right? It's not maybe uh, Oakland A's territory, but it's a territory you don't want to be. And that's with a lot of really talented players, but no depth, no real immediate way to be able to improve the team. And you were the most fun team in the league as, as close to last year. And even the year before, And the Padres find themselves, if they do clinch the playoffs, which it is looking likely that they'll at least make one of the wildcard spots, the Padres, you know, one of the worst run differentials among all the playoff teams. You know who else was like that last year? Chicago White Sox. 
and they got bounced. So what I'm basically saying is, Jack, let's first talk about how did the White Sox get to where they are and how can maybe potentially the Padres avoid that same fate? And I'm not saying that the White Sox are doomed forever, but they're definitely yeah. in a precarious situation. Yeah, so so my big thing is big picture, vague statements that people can go whichever way they want to go. Um, and it sounds like I've got these profound thoughts when in reality, I, I'm scared to stamp my opinion on absolutely anything. So uh, <laughs> what I will say is going to sound super frilly, but this one I, I do feel strongly about. There is a burden to relevance in Major League Baseball. And by burden to relevance, I mean, when you are in the headlines for positives, you best be damn ready to be in the headlines for negatives, man. And, mm. and the White Sox, they were in the headlines for so many positives at the beginning of last year and in the regular season because they boat raced the rest of the American League Central last year when they were never really at full strength. What mm. happens when they get to the American League Division Series? They take on Houston and they get beat into the next dimension by Houston. I mean, it was utterly incredible. And, and the guy that put together a Cy Young caliber season in Carlos Rodon had already tapered off. He, he had never lasted that far into a regular season. And his year with San Francisco, you saw plenty of him as Padres fans. You saw the first year where he was actually sustainable after the all-star break. So mm -hmm. Rodon was already kind of a shell of himself. Lance Lynn was the other Cy Young contender. Lance Lynn has four different iterations of fastballs. The Astros were the best fastball hitting team in the league last year. And they obliterated Lance Lynn because they're seeing nothing but fastballs. And you started to see the beginning of the end of Lucas Giolito. Uh, Tim Anderson and Luis Robert, they were hit accumulators during that division series. Everybody else was MIA. Now, this year, they've been hampered by the injury bug. Still no Tim Anderson, right? And, and Luis Robert has been dealing with nagging issues all year long. But the guys that have been on the field haven't been that good, man. I mean, Jose Abreu has been great. But, yes, Manny Grandal, when he's been healthy, has been awful. Johan Moncada, when he's been healthy, has been awful. Yeah. It's, it's really, really uh, impressive how quickly the narrative changed from the beginning of last year, and maybe even the regular season last year, maybe even September of last year to this September. And, and the burden of relevance is heavy because for all the things they were lauded about last year, they are, it, it, those things are being debunked at the moment, which stinks. Yeah, and just deep rotation. We haven't even talked about our guy, Dylan Cease, my prediction Ooh. to win the Cy Young, who probably not gonna win it, but he certainly was damn close considering where he was before. And then you have, like you said, Giolito. For people who might not know, especially for Padres fans, because, you know, it is an American League team. This guy, is his ERA still above six? It's terrible. Sure. Lucas Giolito has been, it's, it, he's been terrible. He's been absolutely, absolutely terrible. terrible. And I hate to see it because I like Lucas Giolito. He's a fun guy to root for. And then Lance Lynn probably just got a little bit old. You know, like they don't, uh, um, what's his face? Michael Kopech uh, is not really turned out to be what they Tape kind of. Yeah, what they kind of, he had that one game early on in the year when everyone was freaking out, including yourself, right? <laughs> oh, I loved it. I think it was oh, against the Yankees it. too. Yeah, I think it was on like ESPN, which was awesome. But you have that, but then you say, and you know, Tim Anderson, he has his whole situation, which honestly was the highlight of the White Sox season, especially when he hit the walk off at Yankee Stadium the day after, um, which is pretty sick. But yeah. then I look at it and I say, you know, what if? Just just a little observation. What if Luis Robert is just kind of 
Justin Upton, right? You know, what if he's I, one of those guys where – go ahead, go ahead. It just, it just clicked. I thought you were talking about the other situation with Tim Anderson, the marital situation. <laughs> you're, ta- you're talking about the Josh Donaldson situation. Oh, no. <laughs> this is why we got it fun. Yeah, this is exactly – you got to be specific out here, folks. Yeah. This is – this is really important in today's day and age. Let, let me tell you, a lot of bad characters out there will take advantage of it. I did not mean to, but yeah, in terms of the, um, and as I see that, just tons of home runs popping off on my phone. Our boy, Abisel Garcia, just hit one. Oh, the full God. moon is out right now, man. <laughs> it's crazy as the time we're recording. Javi Garcia, um, former White Sox. Yeah, former White Sox. Look, I think, that, and as I was saying, like Luis Robert, kind of one of those guys who, good player. I think he had a good season, but he had a lowercase good season. And I think that a lot of people are expecting, you know, uh, like elite upper tier outfielder when instead, what if this guy is a Justin Upton type? And what I mean by that is this guy who comes into the league, starts off great, has the tools, and everyone's like, oh man, imagine what he's going to look like in four years. And instead, he just kind of stays that way, which isn't inherently awful, right? It's actually quite good. It's a good outcome. But the problem is when you are in the situation the White Sox are in, which is like, oh my God, we need this guy to be our Soto right now because we're just not putting together enough depth. And I'm worried because the Padres, there's a lot of similarities, man. Even as it comes down to the swagger yeah. and whatnot of each team. I mean, let's not forget the the Tim Anderson walk-off against the, what was it, the corn yeah, the game. the corn game against the The, the Field Yankees. of Dreams yep. game, there you go. <laughs> that, that was awesome, right? Like, they have a lot to them. Yeah, they have Tony LaRusso, but... You know he's he's not there right now. I guess we we could we could yeah. mention he's maybe quietly just let go. We don't know exactly what's going on there. He's got a medical condition, um, but it does worry me. It worries me that maybe the Padres fan base doesn't realize that man. This ain't the NBA. Heck, this isn't even the NFL. You can't just have those two superstars. And I, I love Manny Machado, yeah. and I love Juan Soto. I think he's going to get better. And the third guy, <laughs> Tatis Jr., assuming he gets back and everything, he's great too. But I just think that the Padres, there is a a days of future past X-Men timeline, right? Where instead of the Sentinels inheriting the Earth, it is all the injuries that if they're behind the Diamondbacks, they're maybe not behind the Giants. I think the Giants are actually low-key at a weird spot too. But yeah. behind the Dodgers, the Diamondbacks come back and they're not able, the Brewers all of a sudden decide to spend money, whatever, right? I think it's a little bit of a precarious situation. I wouldn't bet on the Padres being able to sustain. I, I mean, like I said, with the rough run differential, that's just one area. You look at all of their main stats, batting average, on base, home runs. Their pitching's good, but even their pitching stats aren't lights out as a team, yeah. right? Yeah. They're good. They're good. I actually think that their Trinity can really make some noise this postseason, but the overall big picture, it scares you. And I think that what you illustrate with the White Sox is kind of my fear. What do you think? It's very similar. And I want to go back to Luis Robert for a moment because I dread the day, but I feel like it's coming very quickly where we talk about Luis Robert and Byron Buxton in the same way, where Mm -hmm. it's when they are entirely healthy, they are transcendent talents and top 10 players in baseball. Okay, I'm with you, but they're never fully healthy. So let's figure this out, shall we? Um, Yeah, man. I mean, it's really tough to look at him. And you say that he needs to be the White Sox Juan Soto, so that means he's got to hit 205. Is that right? Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. (laughs) No, I mean, I I think 
I think that there are a lot of similarities here. And, and while we preach the bad, while we preach the, the health, um, you know, the, the issues of continuity, and while we preach a guy taking a drastic step back like Giolito and, and underwhelming performers like Moncada and Grandal, you got to look at the pop-up guy. Who was expecting this type of year from Ha Sung Kim? Who was mm-hmm. expecting this type of year from Davis Martin, who's in the White Sox rotation? He's going to start tonight against San Diego. You look at Dylan Cease. Wow, has he been incredible. A Cy Young hopeful. He took the massive step up. Same thing can be said about Joe Musgrove. I know he sputtered as of late, but I mean, Musgrove was a guy that was due for a step up, took a massive step up, and got a big payday from it. And listen, he's a $100 million man with a hometown discount. That tells you how good this contract year was for Joe Mm -hmm. Musgrove. So uh, I, I think that they're in very similar situations, which is a good and bad thing for the Padres. I think that the nucleus there is more exciting than any nucleus that the White Sox had. I, mm-hmm. I do. I mean, because it was what? It was Tim Anderson, Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez, Jose Abreu. Yeah. I would so much rather have Machado, Soto, and Tatis when he comes mm-hmm. back next year. Oh, my gosh, would I rather have that. Okay. And it's comparable frontline guys in Cease and Musgrove in their own ways. Like Cease will probably put up much gaudier strikeout numbers and and probably a little bit better of an ERA. But bet your ass that Joe Musgrove is going to throw more innings next year if they both throw the entire year. I It's it's that type of thing. So, uh, yeah, I, I see a lot of similarities that you can draw here between these two teams. Good and bad. But unfortunately, we're sounding the alarms. Yeah. And and I also will say, again, there are I'm sounding the alarms because this is what, how you make content. Right. And this is how you you just have to prepare people, because I look, I've gotten some flack on this podcast for all sorts of things. I didn't want Nick Castellanos. Oh, you fool. Well, Juan Soto becomes available. And what I mean by all that is that there's a lot of unpredictability that happens in the sport. Um, I would not have predicted in a million years that Yasmani Grandal would take the step back that he had. I would not have predicted that Eloy Jimenez, who granted, you know, he's they made had of his glass. He's he's made of gra- glass. I mean, he's who the heck is Ford Proctor? Um, <laughs> just sort of grand he's a baseball player. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a guy he's that plays baseball. baseball. <laughs> How about that? Again, I, I'm just getting the weirdest home run alerts right now that are really that are really freaking me out. But I think that with the Padres. You know, they also have the Dodgers in their division, right? While the White Sox did not have a team nearly as good as they've the got Dodgers the Tigers. The they've got the Tigers, man. <laughs> they've got the Tigers. We've got the Rockies and then the Guardians and the Royals. But like it's it's there's a lot of differences. Let me be clear. And like you said, I mean, even if Luis Robert, you know, breaks through or if Eloy Jimenez stays healthy and they're not having these jersey funerals for him. Right. Like yeah. even if that all happens. Soto and Tatis and Machado, in theory, are better than those guys. And I think that that is a very key component here. And it's an interesting kind of experiment where the Padres are saying, you know what? Hey, Javier Reyes, screw you. We can run this like the NBA. And we're just going to have superstars. And it's worked to mix results. But if everything goes right, I mean, it's not impossible that by the time, you know, a month from now, we're like, wow, the Padres are in the NLCS. And who they're playing the Phillies, maybe. I don't know. The Phillies have been, been, been weird. The, the Phillies are such a funny team. That is your team that you think is like the worst case scenario, it feels like, is you've been hitting the panic button on Philly, which is a team that 
just decide to kind of outspend their way. So they're a little bit like the Padres in that sense. Yeah. And yeah. You know, Philly's like Philly's the other team that I I think people struggle to get my read on them. And I think I struggle to get a read on them as well. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I've got, I've got so many people. I have a former college roommate that texts me every time I say something somewhat negative about the Phillies, like you're an idiot. Um, (laughs) Get a grip. And, and to that, I say, dude, I watch more Phillies games than you would expect. Like the Phillies, I was saying the Phillies, the Braves, and I love watching the Oakland A's because um, Dallas Braden in that booth is, I think, electric. Mm-hmm. Um, I love watching Don and Mud too. I mean, I watch a of lot of Padres games because of Don yeah. and Mud. They're phenomenal. And Mud is so funny too. Um, but I watch a ton of Phillies games. I, I get it. I love getting a kick out of Tom McCarthy and John Cruck. And, you know, I watch because I'm, I'm fascinated with what Harper's going to do. We're watching one of the, one of the best players of this generation in the peak of his powers. And I, I'm curious how Nola and Wheeler pitch. I'm curious about the bullpen concerns. So I watch a lot and I still have no idea how to get a read on them. And I, I feel like that's the problem that some Padres fans run into with this team where you can watch so often you can love the little things that Hassan Kim does and you can love the way that, you know, Blake Snell is competing as yeah. of late, mm-hmm. but there are other things that make you scratch your head. You're just like, what's going on? Like, what is the vibe of this team? And the answer is a whole bunch of, I have no effing clue. Yeah. There's, the the great so I don't know what it is with the Padres being allergic to just having a normal catching situation, but that has been one area, right? And and like you said, the weirdness, like a Sean Mania, right? Who has been so bad that the Padres last night quite literally just decided we're not pitching you against the Dodgers, we're going bullpen day because yeah. you are so atrocious against so everybody. Bad. And so then bad. especially the Dodgers, I think he has like a nine ERA against them or something crazy like that. So that's 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 a great point, right? And I think that with with them, as I was alluding to with the catching situation where they have these weird kind of decisions they make where only now I've been joking about this on the show for a little bit too. I think they finally figured out that they shouldn't be playing Trent Grisham every day. I mean, (laughs) granted, don't get me wrong. I am not a smart cookie. Uh, It took me years in college to figure out that maybe I should study before a test. Right. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like I'm a buffoon too. But and that's all I'll let everybody know about my yeah. college career. There was some questionable decisions. And, and you there. went to Brown, but, right? Yeah, I did. I did. It was crazy, actually. It was it, it, luck down in the scholarship. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just it's just what people do for me. They, they love the hair. It's yeah, I understand. Hair. Um, and with with that, you're like, how in the world is Trent Grisham? Like, how does that guy take such a step back? And then they're like, ah, we still made it somehow. Like the Padres are so weird in a lot of ways. And Jose Azokar is finally starting. Campuzano, who is just like the most hated prospect by their own team. Because he's 38 years old already. Man. He's been in the <laughs> yeah, system apparently. for 24 years. <laughs> it's like, how old is he actually right now? I think he's like I think 25, he's 24. Right? Yeah, just... 23, 24. I'm going to Google that right now. Uh, he is... Luis Campos. No, no Luis Campusano. Luis Campuzano. Luis Campuzano. Why? Come on. This is this is terrible podcasting is. right here. 24, yes. Um, like, th- they just seem to hate him. And look, that's a whole other story. But I think with the White Sox, man, it's... 
it's scary. And I, I see the similarities. I don't want to sound the alarms. I don't want people to get mad in the comments and whatnot. But before we talk about a little bit about this upcoming series, and then I want to get your potentially spicy playoff takes or any, any spicy takes in general. I have a spicy take that I might unleash at the okay. end of this podcast as a little Easter egg. But before we get into that, everybody, you know, we're going to be talking about predictions. Maybe you're big into predicting. Maybe you think, you know, am I going to be happen. here for an ad read? Maybe you want to. This is yes, awesome. You are, Let's sir. go. Let's go. Yes, I'm sir. Sit back. I'm gonna... <laughs> Maybe you want to have some predictions. Maybe you want to put a little cheddar on those predictions. You know, you want to feel alive, right? Maybe fantasy sports and in the league of dorks that you're with. Maybe that's not enough for you. Well, guess what, folks? I've got you covered betonline.net it is your number one source for not just baseball but also football betting info this season you can find all the latest player developments team matchups news podcasts articles analysis whatever you can find they've got you covered sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there i mentioned baseball mentioned football they've got basketball they've got mma they've got boxing they've got golf They've even got esports stuff. They probably even have stuff on that phony movie award show that pretends they know what are really good qualities of art and cinema that tend to value hubris instead of humor. And just be you're cool. ad libbing now. I hate yeah, the you're Oscars now. Yes, I'm ad libbing now. Yeah. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, seriously, go check out Bet Online uh, on your mobile device or your desktop, wherever you want to go. Check it out. Bet Online, where the game starts mr mcmullen hey i have a question yeah. for you do the white Sox have anything to play for right now do are they the are they brian mills and taken are they jackie chan and the foreign a little bit of a deep cut there okay. do they have nothing to lose and does that actually make them a pretty dangerous team for the padres to play right now what's kind of your vibe around this team just really quickly about this upcoming series. Yeah, no, I, I do you know that the White Sox just snapped an eight game skid? No, I today. didn't know that. Yeah, today. Hmm. Like they had lost six, they had lost eight in a row. I mean, this is not a good baseball team right now. They lack any competitive fire whatsoever. I think the only thing you should be afraid of as a Padres fan, because Padres fans and, and the San Diego Padres have so much more in front of them this year than the Chicago White Sox. And at this point, you're jostling for positioning, right? You're you're worried about, you know, what goes on. You're, you're clear of Philly and you're clear of Milwaukee here. But, mm -hmm. you know, you, you want to jostle for positioning uh, when it gets to the postseason. You want to make sure that you are far and away the best wild card team that's not, you know, the loser of the NL East. And, and do they have that entirely locked up right now yet or no? No, I think their magic number is five. Granted, we are recording, full disclosure, we're recording in the middle of a game that the Padres are playing. It's 2-1 Padres against the Dodgers right now. And actually, believe it or not, Sean Manaya just got put into the Let's game. Go. So it should be 6-2 uh, Dodgers any moment Let's now. Go. I'll get everybody updated as soon as the podcast ends. In fact, he is the one who gave up a run. Stephen Wilson Love came that. in and uh, was, was good for an inning. And then Manaya has given up Love a run. That. But um, so... They're they're ahead. They're ahead. They're looking good, and I think that with every Milwaukee loss, their magic number goes lower. I'm fairly yeah. certain. The bigger team that's actually losing everything is the one Philly. we talked about before, which is Philly. But even still, not a guarantee. 
every Padres fan is still like, we're waiting for the other shoe to drop right now, but it's still looking pretty good. The, the only way that I think the Padres lose any of these games over the weekend in San Diego is if Davis Martin wants to put together a great final start of his rookie season, or if mm-hmm. on Saturday, Dylan Cease wants to make his final push for the American League Cy Young against Mike Clevenger, mm-hmm. or on Sunday, if Lance Lynn wants to salvage anything from this season. Mm-hmm. These are all these guys' final start of the year. So how do they throw in their final start of the year is the biggest question. I, I think the only guys that will have – am I allowed to use the S word on here or no? You actually are okay. not. Okay. Um, I love that I asked. The only guys <laughs> that will have any sort of give a darn are the three starting pitchers, I think. Mm-hmm. Davis Martin, what start of this is his? It's not his first, right? You said this is his. Do you know what start this is? Like his, because I'm I'm bringing this up because the Padres tend to do very poorly against anyone making their debut, as seen uh, against the Arizona Diamondbacks recently. They got no hit uh, by the Diamondbacks last year. Oh, Tyler Gilbert debut. Yeah, no, this is Davis Martin. Yeah, Tyler this Gilbert. Is, there we go. This is Martin's thirteenth appearance, his eighth mm-hmm. start. Um, Wait, okay. were the Padres the one that got okay. carved by Dre Jameson? Dude, yeah. I love oh, – uh-huh. chirp, chirp. <laughs> I, work, I do work for uh, Ball State, and Dre Jameson is uh, Ball State's <laughs> finest right now. Zach Plesak broke his hand by punching a mound, so that's one Ball State alum going down. They need another to rise above the flames, and that was Dre Jameson. Congrats on that, man. Yeah. So – yeah, we'll see what happens there. It sounds like it's just going to be a pitching thing. I'm looking forward to it. I always like interleague games and whatnot, even if Bob Ryan on Around the Horn wants to say that it's awful for some reason that we just see each other play every team in the league once a year, whatever. Looking forward to that. Um, but now I want to ask you about the playoffs, if you have any sp- – oh, 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 he's putting up the finger. Go ahead. I kind of agree with Bob Ryan. Oh, no! No! No, I told you to save the spice for the end. No, no, Jack. No, why do you agree with with that? The Padres and the White Sox, like these two logos next to each other look so weird. Um, How about Dodgers Royals at Kauffman Stadium? What? Yeah, let's ride. No. Let's no, ride. I don't like it. I don't like it. I am resistant to change. Uh, <laughs> and and that's why I agree with Bob Ryan. This is such a bit you're doing right now. <laughs> I can't stand it. Let's talk playoffs, man. Do you have okay. any kind of predictions going ahead in the playoffs or just any kind of general baseball takes that you feel like unleashing right now? Because we're going to be in that sphere soon. And this year's playoff sphere um, it's, it's, it's fun. Cause you have teams like the Mets, you've got teams like the Braves still in it. Obviously they got the Dodgers. Hopefully we'll see what happens with the Phillies, Padres and Brewers. And then the AL side of things, you've got Aaron judge making history. Is that going to continue? But especially start with the national league. Got any kind of initial vibes of how everything's going to go down? Um, it's the Dodgers league to lose, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I, you can almost lock in that the Dodgers are going to be in the NLCS right now, I think. Um, but it, it's hard. I am going to get a serious kick 
out of the wild card series, the two wild card series, because it's it's going to be the Dodgers and it's going to be um, either the Mets or Braves that get that first buy, right? And then it's going to be the loser of the Mets and Braves in that division, the Cardinals, the mm-hmm. Phillies or Brewers, and the Padres. And I think that those wild card series on the National League side are going to be tons of fun. Mm. Tons of fun. So I'm excited to see this debut of the expanded postseason. Um, for my personal preference, I hope there are as few games in L.A. and San Diego as possible because there is something about seeing a guy's breath while he pitches. Man, mm. I love cold weather baseball in October. Mm. I like that take, yeah. No, yeah. I agree. I agree. I, I mean, I think I I view that as well for football. I think that's kind of fun to see every now and then. Yeah. But also, man, yeah. All right. See, this is a good take of yours. Yeah. This there's something about there's something about the pitcher wearing a turtleneck, and you can see mm. his breath, and you see his his nose is red and a little runny, and he just wants to give it all he's got. So yeah, yeah I'm I'm a big fan of cold weather baseball during the postseason. I'm not a fan of it in in April or May. Um, but I, I think that's my big takeaway in the National League. What I will say is the Cardinals have long been a devil magic team. I know. Watch I know, out man. for the Cardinals devil magic. I know, man. It's it's a fundamentally well-built team. They're not going to make mistakes. And like you said, the devil magic, they've got Pujols and Yachty, Puerto Rican And power. Wainwright. And when, last season's. We've seen this before, man. So if someone makes a run, I, I I've been on the Phillies as the team that will that could just catch fire and basically be this be this year's Boston, but they they've decided to start keep losing ever since I kept saying that. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But the Cardinals, I mean Montgomery and Miles Michael randomly decided to be okay. Quintana, Quintana, like I just. You, you, I, I really do smell it, man. I smell the Dodgers, Cardinals, and everyone's like, God damn it, this is just Cavs, Warriors. We're going to keep getting this for years, aren't we? You're going to see okay. Goldschmidt probably, most likely, maybe 98% sure he's going to win the NL MVP. And then yeah. you have Nolan Arenado, who, my apologies, Padres fans that hate when you say anything about him. Um, it's weird. I know. I, I, I really don't get it. They get like really mad <laughs> if you bring up that he's good at defense. They're like, "Man, he's better." It's like, I mean, Aaron is really good, guys. <laughs> like, it's okay. I, I have nothing against the man. Uh, it's just that team does scare me. And and like I said before, the defense just so locked down. They can make their pitchers look better. They have a Reyes on their team. I know he's hurt, but they still have a Reyes, so I'd watch out for that as well. And yeah. then they have what's his name? Helsley's good. You still Helsley. have Giovanni Gallego. So yeah. If I had if if you're if you're doing your betting, we talked about bet online before. I don't know what the Cardinals odds are. If you don't want to just bet Dodgers or whatever, the Cardinals would probably be the team that I'd recommend everyone investigate. Even if it's just like a little friendly pizza bet with your friend or something. Yeah. So so the way that the way that I did it with Peter Apple, who is uh one of the co-hosts of the Just Baseball show, is mm. I gave him a little thought exercise on, on one of our episodes this week. I said, I am theoretically giving you $100, and I want you to put 50 on one team mm-hmm. and 25 on two others in each league to make mm-hmm. it out of the National League, make it out of the American League. And I, I think we kind of lined up with, with our theoretical money. Um, I think he said 50 on the Dodgers, 25 on the Braves and the Mets. 
I said I'm going 50 on the Dodgers, 25 on the Braves, and 25 on St. Louis. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I'd go Dodgers, Mets, Cardinals if we were doing that exercise. Yeah. I think that the Mets, very obvious case, they have Francisco Lindor. More, more. (laughs) I can't believe Lindor is the first name that you say. You're so weird. I have to hype up every Puerto Rican player. You know this. You're I do this crazy. all the time. Yeah. I even hyped up Emilio Pagan for a short period of time. Yeah, why? <laughs> it's just what you have to do, man. So I agree with that. I will say, um, I mentioned this on my Twitter feed the other day. Atlanta, if the Padres do play them, which is possible first round, I'm ready. I'm totally ready for this. Atlanta sports curse you guys had the, the abnormal year last year. I yeah. get it. Also, the curse of Freddie Freeman. Matt Olson, low-key disappointing year. I think he'll be fine, but low-key disappointing year for what was expected. And then number three, it's hard to repeat. It just is. Things happen. It's very hard to repeat. So bring on those Braves is what I say to you, Jack. And my last take of the day, I think, is I don't know if you were watching the Aaron Judge make history and whatnot. Yeah, I think any record in baseball, all this talk we have about what's asterisk or whatnot, you know, what? in fact, I don't even think this is a spicy take. I just don't care about asterisk of any kind. I do not like qualifying anything. What is there is there. An entire race of people weren't allowed to play this game at one point. Yeah. There were people being encouraged, probably, definitely, sort of, definitely, possibly, by Major League Baseball, the juice. They loved it for a while. The guy who presided over it is in the hall. You don't have to love these guys. And also, you don't have to do any of these qualifiers. Guys, people are smart. They know history. Just say, Bonds, he's in there. But also, you tell your kids, "Eh, but he had this little thing. He's got the single season record, but we really love Judge because we know that he was pretty clean. It's okay. Everybody stop arguing. Put him in the hall. We're good. There's two, baseball is easily the most difficult sport to the, these litigious conversations that people have, I think, are fairly pointless when it comes to um, all these sorts of things. Yes. So I, I have quickly realized that the last place that I want to find myself after a momentous sporting achievement is Twitter. That's that's the last place. Um, because Judge, great. I immediately hop on Twitter. That's my search engine. Twitter's my yeah. search engine. So I wasn't in front of a television set watching him hit 60 uh, one. I hopped on Twitter. I was um, I actually just finished the, the AAA season that night. We, we finished. Um, I my thing that I've like quickly made a um, a tradition. Wow. For some reason, it was really hard for me to pluck the word tradition out of my head. But something I, I have made a ritual or a tradition is after, you know, the final game of of each baseball season that I do, I go to a bar, whether it be alone or with a friend. Last night, I was alone and I get myself an old fashioned and mm. I say, you know what? You've earned this because uh, baseball's <laughs> long. You can laugh. You can laugh, but baseball's <laughs> long. And you know what? Um, 
I don't I don't get to earn much money in minor league baseball. Well, what I do earn is the internal ability to have an old fashioned after the final game of the season. Like an Aaron Sorkin movie. You just look in your you've earned this, man. Like <laughs> Yes, I have. Yes, I have. But I was um no, I mean I was I was at a bar last night, had an old fashioned um because I earned it and I finished my minor league season. And I, I hop on Twitter to go see the, the video of the home run. And I wanted to hear Michael Kay's call. And, you know, I wanted mm-hmm. to see the reaction. And I wanted to see, you yeah. know, Judge judge do the cheers with Giancarlo with the water cup, which is great. Yeah. Um, but then I find myself scrolling and seeing everybody saying, like, this isn't the real home run record. And, yeah. you know, people saying, like, Bonds is forever the home run king. And then I get Roger Maris Jr.'s thoughts on it. I'm sure he's <laughs> a nice guy, but why do I care what Roger's kid thinks? Mm-hmm. And, and then I see people saying like, um, you know, I, I understand that Bonds did it, but like, this is the real home run. It, it all turns into a battle of morality. And unfortunately, the same thing happened about Tua Tungavailoa, right? It's, oh, he cleared protocols. He could have played. Or the NFL like fell flat on its face. Dude, I don't need to read all of that. I don't need to read mm-hmm. the differing opinions. I have my own opinions on the Tua thing. I have my own opinions on the judge thing. I think any educated baseball fan and any baseball fan in general that knows what the steroid era was can form an opinion for themselves on this. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that sounds very close to my thoughts politically, but I don't mean to get there. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll cut you off there. <laughs> but I will say, yeah, I mean... It's just very, look, Twitter, it's a double-edged sword because there's no application I love more than going on Twitter when something crazy happens, but it usually is something that's crazy, i.e., I want to be on Twitter when that Leah Michelle meme comes out. I want to yes. be on Twitter when, what was it, like... Uh, when Queen Elizabeth passed at Balmoral, that was a great... I said it, not you. I was the guest. I was, I'm the guest. You're not getting fired. When Queen Elizabeth passed... Twitter was a Twitter was hilarious, but um, I don't need to do it when when Judge hits sixty one. <laughs> yeah, uh, Twitter is great for moments like this. Spitgate with "Don't worry, darling" was an yeah. absolute yeah. blast. Enjoy the heck out of that. I will say, everybody. I mean, and because some people might comment, Javi, you do the same thing. You tweeted Josh Hader is cooked immediately. I know, I know. Every now and then, I fall victim to work in the algorithm. I know how to do it. I try not to, but every now and then, look, your boy doesn't get some love on his movie tweet. He's like, screw all of you. I'm going to do the thing where I say Manny Machado is the best human being in the world. And I know that's free engagement. So I sometimes, I'm sorry. I try to mix it up, maybe do a meme every now and then. You know what I mean? My little Josh Bell meme with the ripping the mask off that people liked a lot of. Um, I try to do that. But for the most part, I also think in general, the best of all time, for in moments where like that's the best catch I've ever seen. People talked about that with George Pickens and football this past weekend. And it's like, I just think the, the short-term immediate memory, everybody just understand there's a lot of things that go into this and just vibe, you know, curate your feed and try to vibe, care about things, but also try and vibe and understand the Padres are going to win the world series. Um, and that's what we're going to leave uh, today's podcast on Jack. What would you like to plug for the good people? Uh, finished my vino, so so I've been vibing. Um, 
No, man. So listen to the Just Baseball show. It's me, Peter Apple, and Arm Layton, an assortment of us three, five days a week during the baseball regular season, uh, during the postseason kind of same deal. And then in the offseason, it'll be three days a week. Um, I would tell people to go listen to Indianapolis Indians games if they want to, you know, hear, hear the future of the Pittsburgh Pirates and the team that opposes them, but that's over with now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, listen to the Just Baseball show. Javi does some great work on JustBaseball.com. Read our written content. It's really good. And it's uh, about it right now. I'm going to go into hibernation after the minor league season. I like that, man. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Can't wait to talk to you about whatever TV shows you've been watching. Can't wait to have you on the show again after, like I said, the Padres win it all. But everybody, with that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're your podcast from. You can follow me on Twitter at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-N-O. Watch the video feed on YouTube if you want to see our fits. Not my best fit in the world. I actually got a comment about my film shirt from Monday's pod. I know I'm going to bring it back in full-fledged after this weekend series. Hopefully get a good fit going. I just rock in the Home Depot uh, little thing right here. Yeah, Jack's rocking the Just man. Baseball hoodie. That's yeah. right. Go check that out. It looks sick. And also follow Jack on Twitter at Jack underscore McMullen 11. Jack, it was an honor. It was a privilege for me. Absolutely, sir. Until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful, my fire faithful homies. Take care.